Welcome to Power Yourself, where we discuss the most important topic in the world, you. Are you a people person? Do you like a room full of strangers? Some of us love the spotlight and others hate the thought of delivering a speech or facilitating a meeting. Some people think out loud. Some people are quiet. Today we discuss the differences between introverts and extroverts. Who are they? How do they interact? And how can we understand their traits to help us in our relationships? And with me as always on this journey of discovery, Jillian Power. <laughs> How's it going? It's going yeah? good. How about you? Good. I, I struggled with this one a little I know. bit. I was like, how are you going to, because it's always so different for your introduction. So I'm like, how is he going to introduce well, me? Well, because I feel like I don't want to label anybody. I don't want to label you as an introvert. I don't want to label you as an extrovert. And I feel like that's, you know, the danger that we run into. Even when we just talk about introverts and extroverts, we label these two tribes of people that live in these separate caves. But I think the reality of it is that we all have introverted qualities and we all have extroverted qualities. So isn't that a great way to start the podcast to be like, hey, guys, don't put somebody in a box. <laughs> so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, with me as always, somebody who's both introverted and extroverted, Jillian Power. Yeah, see, that's it. Because like technically that brings up a great point because I think people use this label to really... They do. They put people in a box by using it. Oh, don't worry. They're just an introvert. Or, oh, they're such an extrovert. So I think that's really important to acknowledge that we have both traits. So there's a term for that. Carl, I know you know what it is. What is it? Sure. So some of us are introverted. Some of us are extroverted. And it just so happens that, you know, Jillian and myself, we both took a, a little personality test online and we both scored in the middle. And what that's called is an ambivert. So we actually have traits in our daily lives where we are situationally extroverted or introverted. And see, I think that's important to know because I feel that all of us have traits, even if we are an introvert, they still have some traits that are extroverted. So I think it's important to know that even though you're categorized as one, it doesn't mean you live rigidly in this box. You can have different traits. It's not saying that you're predictable in every action that you do. It's just a tendency that you go towards. Now, I did a little bit of research online, and I found that about 15% of the general population, 15, one five, are true introverts. And about 15, again, one five percent are true extroverts. So that means that the remaining 70% fall somewhere in the middle. So it really depends on the circumstances of their lives on whether or not they're extroverted or introverted. So I do want to point out as we go into this podcast, and Jillian, I'm sure you will agree, neither one of these qualities, being an introvert or being an extrovert, neither one is a good thing or a bad thing. It's not that being introverted makes you a loser. It's not that being extroverted makes you a winner or vice versa. It's that we have these tendencies, we have these natural inclinations, and it can be frustrating sometimes if you, an introvert and an extrovert have to work together or if they're in a relationship or if they're out at a social function because there's different triggers that energize and drain them. Yeah, and I think it's important to acknowledge what they are for you and to appreciate those for everybody else, what they are. Absolutely. So let's start off with what an extrovert actually is. So a quick summary is that an extrovert, they're energized 
by social situations. So traits that describe extroverts. An extrovert is talkative. Yeah, and I think it's really important what you just said about they they recharge, they get their energy from other people. So a social setting is going to make them feel on their A game. They're going to probably be able to go out and do so much more after that social setting. So they're physically recharging from the vibe of everybody else. And I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge here. Another trait that describes extroverts is that they're sociable and friendly. Yeah, and that's not to say that introverts can't be social and friendly, but an extrovert usually is more the person who is continuously social and friendly to strangers even. And I think another trait that describes extroverts is that they tend to be compared to introverts anyway. They tend to be loud. So if they're in a room full of people, they'll be a loud talker or they'll be boisterous and friendly. They'll be noticeably an, an attention, I don't want to say an attention seeker, but they will wind up being the center of attention on more than one occasion. And sometimes they seek it. Like it's actually a known trait of an extrovert. They actually enjoy the attention of other people. So if you were to have a speech you wanted to, to deliver, or if you were at a social situation and somebody needed to get up in front of somebody and, and say something, or even if you're in a meeting, extroverts tend to be energized by those situations. They tend to enjoy them and they volunteer and they say, hey, I'll happily get up and say a few words. Now, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, um, I'm, I would die inside if I had to give a speech, well, then you're more likely going to be an introvert. So we'll talk next year about in introverts are. So an introvert is inward turning. So that means that they focus on their internal thoughts and feelings. So throw out a few traits here that describe introverts. They're typically shy and thoughtful. And I think it's an assumption here a lot of time that they get categorized as shy. When in reality, they're just not as boisterous as the extrovert. So I think that's an important thing to kind of be aware of. We might assume that they are shy, but they're just not as outgoing and kind of all-encompassing as that extrovert. I think the really important thing to kind of differentiate between the introvert and the extrovert, we just talked about how the extrovert recharges from other people. Well, the introvert charges when they're by themselves. So it's alone time. So here's the really big difference for me. And that's how and why I would classify myself more as an introvert. So I would say I'm an introvert with extrovert traits. <laughs> so to recharge, to feel at my best and be able to give myself to this show or to when I'm teaching or any other thing that I have to do, I would probably spend the night before solo or I would have to make sure that I'm having a lot of alone time and I'm not spreading myself too thin. Whereas that extrovert would be that party the night before would rile them up and make them feel totally recharged to be able to do something. Other traits that describe introverts would be quiet, reserved, and introspective. Yeah. So deep thinking kind of thing is where I go to when I think that. they. I don't want to say analyze, but they're, they want to think about their thoughts and kind of I would say bring an awareness to it before saying it out loud. So we can run into situations where there's sometimes a bit of a conflict. Imagine, for example, if you're at work, maybe you're in a boardroom, maybe you're at a meeting, and there's eight or ten of you sitting around the boardroom table, and the boss says, hey, we need to get our sales numbers up. What do you all think? Typically, an extrovert will start thinking out loud. They will start talking right away. They'll jump into the conversation and they'll tell you what they think as they're thinking it. 
There's other people in the meeting room that sit there very quietly for minutes on end. They don't say a word. And then very, you know, at the very end of the meeting, they might raise their hand and say, well, I have some thoughts too. So that in, in a nutshell could be the difference between a true extrovert and a true introvert. The extrovert will jump in immediately and think out loud. The introvert will sit back, process things silently, and then jump in at the end with a fully formed thought. So with that being said, I think it's important to be aware that both parties exist. And like we said, maybe not everybody belongs solely in a box, but to give room for those traits. So maybe in a meeting, allow people to give feedback right away, but then also wait a while and then revisit and ask questions to allow those more introverted people to be able to give their thoughts and opinion as well. So we're going to switch the tables here a little bit now on this podcast. I'm gonna gonna change the tone a little bit so that we can explore where we might go down the dark road. We might wind up inadvertently judging people or we might say, geez, here's our perception and they might not be true. So I'm going to throw some things out that Jillian, you can comment on. And I'm fully, full disclaimer here. These are, these are negative thoughts that somebody may have uh, that we can then hopefully address and, and correct. Okay. So, yeah. So, so for example, let's pretend I'm very extroverted. Okay. So I enjoy talking loudly and I enjoy jumping in with my thoughts and I'm very engaged. If I'm in a meeting and that's my style of communication, I'm going to perceive introverts as not engaged. They're boring. They're sitting there quietly and they don't they're not they don't have the same level of engagement in the meeting that I do. Is that true? Well, I think it's whoever's thinking it, it would be true for them. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it's important to be aware that uh, you might think that way and I think that self-awareness piece is kind of what we're going to ask people to bring <laughs> in that meeting. So I would say if that's the thought for you and that's where your head goes, maybe having a conversation with those quiet people outside of the meeting. So not putting them on the spot, maybe coming up to them after the meeting and be like, hey, I just wanna, wanna make sure everything's okay. Is there anything you need from this meeting that I'm not providing? So maybe giving them a second outlet to have a conversation. So if you're the leader in the meeting, one thing we could do, knowing that there are introverts in the room, is instead of pressuring everyone to say something right away, maybe we can give the introverts a couple minutes to form their thoughts. So we can start with the extroverts and say, hey, we can do a quick round table. But let's also, if I'm going to give you some information, maybe give them the, the information in a meeting and say, look, a couple hours from now, we're going to reconvene. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Love it. Or you can also say email. Guys, now that we've discussed this out loud, a lot of people have given their feedback. Anybody who wants to continue their, to give the feedback, just email myself. And, and that way you're allowing them that kind of not so public way of having the conversation. I love that. Let's do a similar example, but we'll, we'll throw it outside of work now. So I come home and I'm very extroverted. And so my spouse happens to be very introverted. And again, these are all fictitious examples I'm making up here, but I come home from work. I'm very extroverted. I'm a people person. I'm so energized. I spent the whole day in meetings and training and facilitating and boy, I'm loving life. I come through the door like Elvis coming out from behind the velvet curtain. I am home. I'm ready to go. Now, my spouse worked all day too, but remember, they're very introverted. So imagine from the introvert side, 
Elvis bursts through the curtain saying, I'm home. Tell me all about your day. I want to hear everything that you've done and don't hold anything back. Imagine how loud and abrasive that would feel from an introvert's perspective. So how would you suggest we handle that? I would say, first of all, if it's your spouse, <laughs> I hope you had a conversation <laughs> because you need to be able to understand each other. And I would say the people around you, the people who are, you know, your loved ones and the dear ones, that's definitely a conversation you want to have. So in that situation, I would hope that that extrovert is aware that their spouse has more introvert tendencies after work. Maybe they need time. So maybe having that conversation, hey, you know, being the introvert, be, being like, hey, you know, that comes across as really loud and abrasive to me. I need more time. So going back to, I, and you know what I would say? 100% it's communication. Have a conversation. If something's not working for you, if maybe somebody is introverted and you're taking it personally as they're not being social or, or not being friendly, or the opposite. The extrovert is too abrasive and it feels overwhelming. I think you owe it to them as their loved one or as somebody within their close circle to have that conversation. Be like, hey, it might work for other people. It's just not working for me. When I come home, I actually need time to recharge before we meet up and have our together time. So that's a great point, right? If you worked all day and then you come home, it's very normal for many of us to want to have an hour or two by ourselves before we then start the evening. It might even be a half an hour. Maybe you need to go take a bath. Maybe you need to go for a walk. And there's nothing wrong with saying we need some alone time. But if you're a true extrovert, it can be a challenge to see that because the perception you may be naturally inclined to think, well, I don't understand. You worked all day. Now you're fired up with all this energy. The introvert's saying, whoa, I'm actually drained from being at work all day. So it's two totally different outcomes from the same input. Yeah, so about being self-aware is one piece and then being able to have a conversation. I'm kind of chuckling here to myself because as you're saying it, I'm realizing I actually have time to adjust when I get home because I get home like two hours before my spouse. And then the poor guy comes in the door and I'm like, because <laughs> I'm recharged. Sure. Yeah. So I should maybe be more self-aware <laughs> to allow the poor man some time to adjust. And that's definitely a conversation we're after having before. But yeah, it's just to be aware of that, that, hey, maybe I'm getting, because I get home earlier, I get that time. So maybe honoring your partner the same opportunity if they are introverted as well. It's fascinating to think that we all have different Every single one of us has a different level of need for alone time versus social time. And the opposite can happen, right? Some of us, maybe they work from home or they have the entire weekend to themselves. And then when their partner gets back or their friends come over, all of a sudden they're like the dog that's been cooped up in the cage all day. And they go, man, I just want to run for a bit. And so I think that we really need to be aware of our partner or our friends in our lives on what they need. And being, it's okay to ask for that too. I think that's a really important thing. And it goes back to communication, being able to ask for what you want or what you need and having that discussion with those people you love. So let's run through how to deal with an extrovert. Okay, so we're going to start off with extroverts. So remember, extroverts get re-energized in social situations. They actually add fuel to their fire when they're around other people. So when dealing with an extrovert, remember, extroverts love to talk out loud even to strangers, socializing leaves them energized and inspired. 
So if you're not wired that way, just recognize that if you have a friend or a loved one that is that way, that's how they're going to react to that situation. Yeah, and the fact that they actually need time to be that social person. So maybe asking them about their day or an event so that they can riddle off to you what's happening for them, allowing them to disperse or get rid of a little bit of that energy as well. Now, remember, extroverts like to think out loud. So when they're trying to solve a problem, they will start talking. Now, for introverts, this can be very strange, very weird to see that they tend to ramble. And I'm looking at it from an introvert's point of view. They tend to ramble. They tend to go on forever. And they don't really get to the point because they actually don't have a point because they're thinking through the problem out loud. So I think it's important to know that if they're an extrovert and to know if the people who are around you are because you can probably say, okay, and you can round it in or round it up a bit. Like you can, hey, so now that we've heard your point, <laughs> let's go to somebody else. Like trying to even the speaking field or maybe just acknowledge because sometimes when people get on a tangent, they really don't realize they're taking up all the space. That's a great point. And I'll bring it back to a work setting. If you remember, if you're in that boardroom, that fictitious boardroom with 10 people, maybe five are extroverts and five are introverts, five people won't actively raise their hand and jump in. And so it's up to the meeting facilitator. It's up to the chair to say, hold on, I'm going to act as the policeman here. And it's now time for this person to speak or that person to speak. Really important to let everyone have that time. Introverts tend to wait for permission to jump in unless they're really fired up about something. But on the whole, they'll wait for permission, whereas extroverts won't. They'll talk over top of each other. They'll jump in. They're very, from an introvert's point of view, very aggressive in a meeting. No, extroverts don't see it that way. They just think, hey, I'm actively being engaged. Well, they're the people you want to, their dinner party. <laughs> like sure. They're this social, <laughs> eager to talk to everybody and get to know everybody person. And it's so funny you bring that up. I've got a friend of mine who's very introverted and a friend of mine who's very extroverted. And so... When they're together in the same room, you know, once a year I have the big cocktail party and everyone comes over and I love watching them interact. My introverted friend will sit there for four hours, won't say a word. My extroverted friend doesn't stop talking. At the end of the night, I say to the extroverted friend, hey man, did you have a good time? Oh, I had a blast. Big hug, he leaves. I'd say to my introverted friend who has not spoken for four hours, did you have a good time? He goes, man, I had such a good time. Because his idea of a good time is listening to great stories. He doesn't feel the need to jump in. My extroverted friend, it would kill him if he didn't, wasn't able to tell a story. So it's just amazing to me, the two extremes. And they're both really good friends of mine. And they get along just fine as long as one is doing the talking and one is doing the listening. They tend to both really enjoy each other's company. And I would say in a social setting, maybe for those more extroverted people, it's about bringing out that you know, the group conversation and getting them to be able to speak. Whereas if you acknowledge maybe somebody, so I'm going to say look shy because maybe that means they're introverted and they're not actually shy. Maybe it means having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. Introverts love deep conversations, rich conversations, purposeful conversations. Introverts kind of, you know, excel in those areas. So allowing that opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one time. And that's a perfect bridge for us to jump into when we deal with an introvert. So quickly to summarize with extroverts, extroverts love to talk out loud, even to strangers. Socializing leaves them energized and inspired. Extroverts like to think out loud when solving a problem. 
one of the things that attracts us to extroverts is that they can be fun. They can be unpredictable and adventurous. Like Jillian said, they're the person you want at that cocktail party to drive stories forward. They like to learn by discussing. They'll often enjoy working in groups and they love interacting with other people. Now we'll switch and we'll talk about introverts. So introverts like to think through something before they talk. They like to reflect. They like to fully feel like they understand before they contribute their thoughts and ideas. So I know for myself, I've been at parties where I have introverted tendencies. Mm -hmm. And what I'll do is if I'm at a party with a bunch of people I don't know, I will tend to gravitate to one or two people and hide in the corner, find a quiet place and have a deep, meaningful conversation. And when I meet up with my extrovert friends at the end of the night, they go, well, we didn't see you all night. You must, I, I didn't think you had a good time. And I said, I had a wonderful time. I met these two other people and we solved the world's problems over the last four hours. Yeah. Although I didn't butterfly around everybody, I had an amazing time. But that's exactly it. You knew what you needed. You know that it's more one-on-one, -on -one, deep, meaningful conversations. Whereas the extrovert, they want to talk to every single person in the room. So they enjoy... A bunch of like little brief conversations. So small talk, making making just those little conversations, whereas the introvert's going to seek to have that deep discussion with maybe one or two people. So I think that's really important to acknowledge that, hey, it's not just our definition of having fun. Everybody's going to have their own version and appreciating that for everybody. Another thing to remember about introverts is that being around lots of people tends to drain their energy. So don't be surprised if the morning after that big cocktail party, an introvert says, hey, I just want to have a down day. I'd like to read a book or I'd like to sit in the tub by myself, literally sit in a dark room alone for a few hours. It's not that they're punishing themselves, which is maybe what an extrovert would think. Oh my goodness, what a horrible existence. The introvert's love and life. They're saying, I just want to be by myself and recharge those batteries. Because you're recollecting your thoughts. You're investing inward and you're able then to give your best self in the next time you're in a social setting. So prime example, if you think about work, okay? Introverts don't necessarily excel at working in open spaces with lots of people. They like a quiet environment, which is extroverts love the continuous conversation and the loud noises. It, it recharges them. So I think being aware of that and being able to offer both options for your staff, I think would be a very important piece. Another important trait for introverts is that they enjoy solitary pursuits like reading a book or walking by themselves. It's funny, it reminds me of a quick story here where years ago in my in my in one of my former jobs that I had, uh, we had a little lunchroom. And so we had a little microwave, a little fridge, and there was a person sitting there reading a book all by themselves. And I'm introverted enough to respect if someone's reading a book. Leave them alone. They've obviously chosen this. They want to read the book at lunch. They've probably had a stressful morning. They want to recharge by having some alone time. They just happen to be in the lunchroom. Well, you wouldn't believe. Every 30 seconds, somebody walks in, and of course, they're all extroverted, and they walk in and go, what are you reading? Why are you reading the book? Oh, do you need some company? And it was like, no, I specifically don't want the company, and they're trying to be very nice about it, but I could tell they were squirming a little bit, and I thought, oh, you need to really find a little hole in the ground to go crawl into here to read your book in silence if you're at work. But it's funny how some people perceive 
Having dinner by yourself is another one. When, when I hear about someone having dinner by themselves, I go, eh, what a wonderful experience for them. They can go out to a nice dinner, look out the window. Maybe they read a book. I've seen people read a book in a restaurant and I think, oh, amazing. For other people, they think, oh, that poor person. So funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting the differences between the way an extrovert would view the world and an introvert would view the world. And I think that's why we're having the podcast. Like this episode on introvert extrovert is to acknowledge that, hey, there's a difference and just be aware that some people might not be recharging in the same way or seeking the same enjoyment out of a situation than you are. So I think it's really important to just bring self-awareness to how many different types of people there actually are. And I love what you said earlier about the communication. You know, we're good friends. We've known each other for many years. And I remember one day at lunch, you were going off to the supermarket there at lunch to grab something. And I said, uh, hey, do you want some company? And you said, no. <laughs> I thought that was so good because I was like, this person wants to be by themselves. I have to respect that. And I went, wonderful. Appreciate the honesty. I had a podcast in my ear and I was like, no, actually, <laughs> yeah. it's just me and the podcast. That's great. And to me, that's a sign of true friendship is when somebody can be honest and go, no, I don't want your company. And I was like, wonderful. But that's that important, uh, it's right? It's very important. And I think why struggle and have me tag along thinking, hey, this person's lonely. And you're going, absolutely not. I'm alone but I'm not lonely. Those are two totally different things. It's very important Absolutely. because you have to be aware for yourself, first of all. So in that situation, let's say I was probably teaching in the afternoon. So I was taking the time to recharge, get myself together before I could present and be a good facilitator versus maybe, you know, I was comfortable in that situation to say, Hey, no, I need me time. But what about if I wasn't comfortable? What about if I pushed myself and I said, yeah, Carol, yeah, come along with me. And then <laughs> I would be going to that facilitation after lunch and maybe being drained and not bringing my whole energy to it. So guys, that's why it's really important to acknowledge what you need. And it's okay to have a conversation about it, to ask for what you need. Or Let's flip the switch. Maybe ask your spouse or ask your friends what they need to be able to start the conversation about respecting each other and the differences. Yeah, I think it's very important what we make it mean. Okay. So if you have your spouse say to you, hey, I'd love to spend a couple hours by myself. There's a great show on Netflix that I, I and I alone want to watch. I know it's not your cup of tea. I would love, I've been waiting months for it to come out. That's not an insult to the spouse. They're not saying, I don't want to spend time with you. They're saying, I want to spend time by myself. Regardless of whoever else is in their lives, they want to spend time by themselves. It's not a reflection on us. It's funny how we tend to stigmatize vacations by ourselves or eating dinner by ourselves as if we've somehow done something wrong. But as a person who's gone on vacation by himself and I have eaten dinner by myself, boy, it can be a wonderful experience. It can be so rich and detailed and you don't have to spend it with strangers or going out and finding new people or even with friends. You can have a completely wonderful, amazing experience all by yourself. Well, it's important that you bring it up too because I think in today's culture, like in society, when we see that alone person, we're like, oh, they don't have friends or, oh, you know, I feel bad that they're by themselves. So I think instead of that frame of thought or giving those thoughts space in your head, maybe reframing and maybe being like, hey, no, maybe they're an introvert and they're enjoying that alone time. Maybe they have a house full of kids and this is their opportunity to come out and get some just one-on-one -on -one time with themselves and go deep. So 
maybe starting that conversation as opposed to judging people who are off by themselves. Absolutely. Uh, it's interesting about introverts as well. Another trait is that they typically have a small group of very close friends, whereas extroverts would have typically a large group of, I don't, they could be close friends, but they could also be what we would consider to be a little more lower tier friend. I hate to use that expression, but you know, you have some work friends or you have some people that you kind of have shared interests in. You know, how many, if you think about in your life, how many real deep friends you have, you know, the ones at 3 a.m. when you're going through some tough times, those people are there for you. We might have four, three, five, you know, there's not, not a huge number, right? So introverts tend to have a small group of very close friends and not a lot of surface friends. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. <laughs> I think that introverts like, because once again, just think about that deep connection. They enjoy that one-on-one -on -one conversation versus the extroverts. They kind of want to talk to everybody and they like being friendly with everybody as opposed to having that really close maybe connection with just one person. But I also want to bring back the awareness, guys. You're not just in one box or the other. You might not be just an introvert or just an extrovert. So I think it's being aware of what you need as an individual and being okay with asking for that. And the last trait we'll cover here with introverts is that they like to learn by listening and watching. So they'll be very quiet and passive when they're learning something. It reminds me, years ago, there was a manager at one of my jobs who was dealing with an introvert a true introvert. They were really introverted and really smart, by the way. And the manager just didn't seem to get it. So every time they had a talk, every time there was a meeting, the manager would look over at this introverted person and say, uh, they, would, they would ask them for feedback in the moment. And this person who was introverted was very uncomfortable doing this because they felt like they were being put on the spot and they couldn't form their thoughts in such a way to get them out in a reasonable manner. But the manager was completely, I guess, ignorant of this idea. And it was very uncomfortable to watch because the manager would say things like, you know, I need you to be engaged. I need you to be engaged. Well, from an introverted perspective, they were engaged. They were listening. They were watching. That is engaged. But from an extroverted perspective, that's not engaged. An extroverted perspective is, well, I'm talking. I'm contributing. It was fascinating to see a true extrovert basically judge a true introvert. It was very sad. Um, and it was very frustrating as being part of that team to say, man, this person is engaged, but the manager doesn't see it. So I think that's one of the other reasons we're having this conversation is to bring awareness that this is a thing. You know, bringing this to your workplace, I think is essential to be able to acknowledge that some people have introverted traits and some people have extroverted traits, allowing both the same opportunities, just maybe giving them different outlets to be able to do that. So whether it's in your work life or whether it's in your social life, maybe it's even in your romantic life, you never know. Having a conversation with that person about introverted tendencies or extroverted tendencies, being aware of it and being open and honest can really help those relationships. Yeah, and think about it this way, guys. Every single person has their awesomeness to bring, you know, like introverts have so many great traits and so does extroverts, both of which can be seen in very positive lights and they excel in certain situations. So I think being proud of that and kind of owning who you are and doing the self-awareness is a very important piece. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode on introverts and extroverts. And remember, we can all relate to both because we 
all have tendencies under both introverts and extroverts. Now, we would love for you to get involved with social media. So if you can go to our Facebook page, it's called Power Yourself. We encourage you to like us and follow us. Maybe you can ask a question. We would love for you to get involved. You can also go to iTunes and leave a review. You can rate the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So on behalf of Power Yourself, I'm Carl. And I'm Jill. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. 